Hi, I'm Lauren Wells, and I've been on the journey of discovering my purpose and creating my soul-aligned business for the past four years. I left my corporate career to navigate living a life on purpose, discovering what my soul needs to thrive, and taking all the crazy inspired action to get me where I am today. Follow my journey as I document both the success and the failures along the way. Hello, hello. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Transition Team Podcast. This is your host, Lauren Wells, and today we are going on quite the journey. And when I say journey, I mean literal journey. We are going through my story of how I got to where I am today in terms of finding my sole purpose, creating my soul aligned business, and how I really stepped into this role, right? Because just because I'm here now, one, doesn't mean this is where I'm ultimately going to end up, but also two, that I wasn't always here, right? We all have our own journeys in life and we all have our own stories um, and transformations that we go through. So I just wanted to share mine with you all in hopes that some of this resonates with you and that maybe if you are on this journey, you can feel like, oh, wow, I am not alone in this. So honestly, when it comes to finding my purpose, quote unquote, I mean, I think I've been on the search for it my entire life. Um, And I didn't know that then, obviously. You don't know things until you look back and can see the bigger picture because, you know, when you're in it, it's just so narrow focused. But I wasn't really encouraged to go to college after I graduated high school. It just wasn't part of the conversation that I was having with my parents. And when I graduated high school, I went and got my real estate license. And my dad was a real estate broker. And so I was going to work with this company and was working with this company. And I did that for three months and I was like over it. I was 18 years old. I was not ready to work for the rest of my life. So I decided to go to college. Like literally that's why I decided to go to college was because I didn't want to work for the rest of my life. So, but I had no clue what I wanted to do. Like I literally had no clue what I wanted to do. So I just started with the gen ed classes and took like a year, I took two years of the gen ed classes and um, had to choose my degree and I literally went through, um, like I knew I was transferring to San Diego State from Kansas City, so I went through San Diego State's like degree website and went through and found the degree that had the classes in it that I liked the most. Okay? Like, let me repeat that. I found my degree based on having, based on it having the classes that I enjoyed the most in my undergrad. So I've always been kind of on this quest to lean into what it is that I want to do and not just go down um, the path of what somebody else told me I should do or what I thought I should do. So 
I go through college and I end up in this internship with a government agency. And it was a great internship. I they worked they were flexible with my hours. I was making $25 an hour at this internship and when I was about to graduate and they ended up offering me a temp job, a temp position at 30 bucks an hour and it would have been 40 hours a week and it most likely would have turned into a full-time position. And logically, this was a great opportunity for me. It was a government agency. The benefits were amazing. Um, There were a lot of perks with that. The pay starting out, I was 23 years old, $30 an hour was great. You know, there was just so much security in what this position was was offering me. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I had been also working in the marketing promotions and liquor industry as well throughout college and was meeting, you know, building my networks and my experience and my knowledge in that industry. Um, and so I didn't know what I was gonna, going to do if I was going to take that position. Like I said, logically, like it just made sense. And for whatever reason, one day I ended up staying there late and at my internship and the side, the west side of the building was completely glass. It was all glass building on the wet, on the west side. And I look over and I saw the most beautiful sunset I had ever seen. It was like Salvador Dali. It was like, it was just so, it was amazing. It was the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. And I knew right there in that moment that I could not live my life in an office or a nine to five job. Like it just hit me in that moment so hard. Like I I almost felt like my stomach, like fell to the floor and I could feel this weight on my shoulders because it was, um, it wasn't just this job, right? It was an office or nine to five job as we know it, which is, you know, especially my, my generation, I'm 33 now, like, you know, the internet wasn't really a thing until I was a a little bit older. And so I was told you grow up, you get a job, you work nine to five, you work for somebody else. Like I was really prescribed to this belief of what it meant to be a working individual, an adult with a career. But I ended up turning down the internship. Okay. Like that was a big deal for me. That was like a next level move for me when I knew that I was accepting the truth of who I was. But it always like what I found is that it's always like this pendulum like back and forth, right? So you'll swing one way and complete awareness and then you'll like go back just as hard almost the other way into your original belief system and you kind of swing back and forth until you even out. But so Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I was doing the liquor promotions and I was building my networks and um, my knowledge in that industry and I started to grow and 
there was a lot of opportunity for me in that industry in San Diego. San Diego is, um, you know, brands and companies invest a lot of money into San Diego. So there was a lot of opportunity for me to work in that industry there. And it was fucking fun. Like I was 22, 23 years old and I was getting paid to go out to the bars and build relationships with bartenders and take them out to dinners and, you know, music festivals and all this stuff. It was fun. It was exactly what I wanted to be doing at that time in my life. And I knew I was on this path, right? But I still kind of, like I said, I had this shift in belief system of realizing I didn't want to work in nine to five. And what was great about the liquor industry was that, you know, I was managing territories. I had my home office or I was out in the field with my clients. Like it gave me that sense of freedom that I was really looking for. But as we do... I had always, I had already been talking about before I really even graduated, going to graduate school for city planning and urban design. So I guess I should note that my bachelor's degree was in public affairs. Like, what the hell is that? Like, the only time I've used that degree is when I was in my internship. And if I would have taken the job there, I would have been utilizing that degree, but you know how that goes. I didn't. Um, but so I already had been talking about that and had started to convince myself of the belief of doing that, of going to school for my master's degree in city planning and urban design. So what do I do? I freaking sign up for the program at San Diego state and get into this graduate program. Okay. Two-year program, 40K total for the two-year program. Like, you know, serious, big deal. Primed to have, like, an amazing path for a career when you get out of the program. And you guys, I was halfway through my graduate program and fucking hated it. I hated it. And, and I knew at that point that it was setting me up for a nine to five office job. Ugh. Ugh. And I already knew I didn't want that. You know, I, I already had this divine moment and declared that I would never work in a nine to five office job. And then here I was, right? As I mentioned, you, I had this swing back in the totally opposite way. And I was doing the very logical thing and doing what I had talked about as a possibility for me and but I hated it I was so not happy and I knew it was setting me up for something I didn't want in my life and I knew I had a decision to make right like on the one hand I'd already invested 20k into my graduate program and if I didn't continue with school that was wasted money wasted money, gone, for something that I won't get to utilize for ever. But on the other hand, I knew that if I continued, I would spend another 20K 
on something I do I knew I did not want to do. Ugh. Like what it what the hell? What a shitty position I put myself in, right? Like this is all on me. I know these are my issues and my problems, but as a 24-year-old and trying to live my dreams and my purpose while dealing with the belief systems that I was raised to believe of what it means to be a working adult and you work for somebody else and you put in your 40 hours and you, you know, grind and hopefully you'll work up the ladder one day and make more money, but that's not guaranteed. Ugh, it was like such this battle, you know, I did not know what to do. I did not know what to do. So thankfully, I had the summer to really say to myself, okay, this is your chance. If this is your time to decide and you have some time to figure it out, right? So I told myself, okay, Lauren, look into this industry that you enjoy, you like doing, you're already growing in and see if there's any opportunities and what that looks like. And then by the summer, you'll be able to make that decision. Well, that was too much for me. That Even that was weighing too much on me to make this decision. So what did I do? I decided to drop out of graduate school, eat the 20K, that I had already invested and continue on with my career. Scary as fuck, you guys. 24-year-old having to make these decisions for herself, like, okay, whatever, you know, but I know I made the right decision in that moment. Like, well, one, I wouldn't be here right now if I went the other, if I made that other decision. Maybe I would have been at this point, who's to say? But it all adds up. So right after that, I decided to pursue my career in the liquor industry. And I got a job with Stoli Vodka. And it was like my first real big girl job. Like, it was full time in the industry. I was actually managing Orange County and San Diego for all their um, bars and restaurants for their sales and for their marketing and all their large scale events. So it was multifaceted. I was, I mean, it was so much fun. I loved it. I was having a blast. I was making 52,000 a year. Like it was just awesome. It was great for me. I felt like, ugh. I could breathe. I made the right decision for myself. You know, it took all the weight off of my decision to leave graduate school and leave $20,000 on the table. (sighs) So I continued to grow in my industry and I moved to Colorado and I was the state manager for Jägermeister there. And I was again working both in the sales and marketing and kind of my position was called the trend and scene manager. So 
I was like schmoozing with people left and right. I had a 300, maybe I shouldn't say the numbers. I had a very large budget that I had to spend against in the market to grow the brand, right? Like it was insane. Multiple five figures just to buy shots for people in my market. Like literally, it was so crazy, but fun. You know, it was, it worked for me. And like I said, it provided so much of what my soul needs. Even today, that freedom of being able to manage my territory and work from home, be out in the field. You know, it was a lot of relationship building and working with people and building those connections and community. And then also I loved the marketing side of it. I honestly, I loved presenting an idea to somebody and seeing them make the connection within their mind of what that means to them and then them getting behind the brand. Like I loved it. I nerded out on that stuff. I had such a good time. And then in 2014, I began to become very uncomfortable with things as status quo. That's really when I started on my spiritual awakening journey. And if you've ever experienced a spiritual awakening or going through one or have dabbled to a higher sense of awareness of self and higher consciousness. Um, it's rough. There's a lot of resistance because what happens is what is no longer meant for you starts to shed away. But when you don't recognize when you're in the beginning stages and you don't recognize what is going on, it creates creates such resistance because you're fighting an identity change. These things start to strip away from you that you always thought were you and that helped create your identity. And it leaves you feeling like open and vulnerable and scared. So you tend to like grasp onto these things even tighter even if they're not working for you anymore. And most of the time they're not. But our ego and our resistance to change and being stripped of everything we thought we were, oh man, that's like terrifying for the ego and the mind, right? So we just resist and grasp and fight and hold and it becomes like this kind of battle. So for me, it was kind of like, for my yogis out there, like going to a a 5 p.m. yoga class, right? Like you think about it, you plan for it in the morning, you think about it all day and you're like excited about it in the morning. Like, hell yes, I'm going to get my groove on. It's going to be self-care, love. Oh, I'm going to love it. But then as the day goes on, you get tired you begin to dread going to class, like, you know, some shit goes wrong, like, and then it just kind of makes you feel heavy just thinking about going to class because it's 
one more thing you have to do in your day. It's already been a long ass day and you're exhausted, right? God, I can't do one more thing. (laughs) You still have to make yourself dinner. Anything else you have to do, right? And it just begins to weigh on you and you think about it all day. But then that inner voice kicks in. Thank God for that inner voice. And by the end of the day, you find yourself going to the yoga studio because you made a commitment to yourself to do what you know is right for you, even though you don't want to fucking be there, right? But you go and you're there and you get settled onto your mat in the studio. And as you sit there for class to begin, you begin to breathe a little bit more deeply, right? (sighs) Like you just start to feel some of the weight of the day, like just fall off your shoulders. Your shoulders begin to relax more. The tension in your jaw relaxes. And you just feel comfortable and happy to be there and sometimes even just being in the studio alone will change your mood and perspective right and can bring you this immediate feeling of peace and calm but then the class starts and then the teacher holds downward dog a little bit too long And you're back into your resistance and frustration and probably cussing out the teacher a little bit. I know I've done it. But it's all part of the process, right? The teacher knows this and the student knows this. It takes one pose and then the next to get connected to yourself, to open you up to flow. And before you know it, you're in Zen, you're connected to your breath, your truth, And everything starts to feel light and smooth. And like it was always meant to be that way. And your worries from the day are gone. But you know that it's not quite over yet, right? Because the hardest part of any class is right before the best part of class, which is Shavasana. Let's be real. And as you lay down for Shavasana, your body melts into the floor. You feel elated and love engulfs you. And you finish class a different person. You're refreshed, renewed, connected to your truth. Your awareness has shifted to a more present time. And things that were bothering you even just an hour before don't have an impact on you anymore. You've made that shift into the observer of your life and you move forward more centered, right? And that's what this period of my life became for me. And as I was going through this, this ride of the resistance, this up and down and awakening to my truth, to who I am as a human and as a soul, not what everybody told me I should be, what the outside world thinks I should be and who I should be and what I should and shouldn't do. 
and all the million thousand things that pull at you every second. But mostly, I began to become no longer aligned with my career. And that was really hard for me because that was such a huge identity piece of who I was, what I was doing in the world. And I just so badly, I so badly remember wanting to find my purpose and making a difference in the world and utilizing my gifts to make an impact and an income doing what I loved. And I wanted freedom. I wanted to live on my own terms. And I wanted to build my own empire. And I wanted to make a difference. You know, the current industry that I was in, you know, that industry kills 3 million people a year. Like, for me, and going through my spiritual awakening and this rise in consciousness, that no longer settled with me. That actually became a big issue with me. I could not, I could no longer support this, right? Or be supported by this. That has this kind of ripple effect out into the world. And it really bothered me. And, you know, really, at the end of the day, I think what was really, like, uh, pulling at me the most and, like, just made me feel so unsettled and made my stomach turn and short of breath and made me feel anxious was that I did not want to look back at my life and have regrets for not following my dreams. Ugh. You know, like... And I felt like if I didn't make a decision for myself in that moment, I would have been stuck in the rat in that rat race forever. And I couldn't imagine where I would be in five more years, 10 more years, 15 more years, if I just kept stuffing down this feeling and inner knowing that I was made for so much more. And honestly, I wanted to feel happy again. I began to feel so disconnected from myself and what I was meant to do in the world. And there was legit one point in time where I would ask myself, like, maybe I'm just a perpetually unhappy. And this was just the life I have to accept. I don't know, you know, but this wasn't working and I couldn't figure out what was next. I'm like, ugh, ugh. It just became too much. And even though I had all this set success, in a way, I felt like a failure. I didn't feel like I was making the impact I wanted to make. And I felt like I should have been happy and grateful for everything I had. But I was giving my life away to someone else's dream.
<sighs> so that was rough. That was rough for me. So as you know, I was no longer aligned with my career, but I honestly had no clue what my purpose was or what I could do with my life. Like, as I already said, I was prescribed to this idea, like many of us, that you grow up, you go to school, get a job, grind it out, spend your life doing something you don't enjoy, hopefully going up the corporate ladder. I just knew that there, that couldn't be all there was to life anymore. And it wasn't something I wanted to just accept for myself, you know? <sighs> okay, so I start to think like, okay, what can I do to at least help me transition out of this industry, you know? Because as I said, like I just, it wasn't aligning with me anymore. And that that job, that industry, it's a lifestyle. It's 24-7. You're at meetings at 9 a.m. with your sales team and you're at bars till late at night with your clients and the people you're trying to build business relationships with, right? It's, it's a lot. It's a big deal. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? I need to get out of this. Like this lifestyle isn't working for me. I just need to make that met, that next step. So I applied to different jobs in the same industry, like that were more built around the aspects of the job that I did like. I even applied to the same type of job, but in different industries. So for example, I remember applying to be a pharmaceutical sales rep and you know and looking back now like hello that's really no better than being a liquor sales rep and marketing rep but whatever for me in that moment I was desperate I needed out so I go to this interview I had a referral one of my friends was nice enough to like get me in the door and there were like 30 people in this large room applying for I think what was like five positions and we all had to wait in a waiting room together before the interviews and it was so competitive in there oh my god and people were talking about like what drugs they've worked on what doctors they knew and like oh my god all this stuff is so not my scene at all right and they pulled us out one by one for the first interview. And then after that, we had to go sit back in that room while they made their decisions after everybody interviewed the first round. Well, literally during the interview, the guys that interviewed me thought I was a complete joke. I'm not even kidding. Like it was so embarrassing, even though like I had won the top sales rep in my company multiple times, like multiple times, killed it, you know? They literally thought I was a joke. They didn't even take any of my answers seriously, like did not even give me the time of day. So I get sent back to the room to wait for the next round of interviews. And this woman comes up and says my name. She's holding an envelope. She's like, Lauren Wells, come with me and bring all your stuff. And I get up and she hands me this letter that says I wasn't accepted to go on to the next interview rounds. You guys. 
I was the only one that didn't get accepted for that round. I got into my car and just started fucking bawling. And honestly, it wasn't even so much about that job because, you know, looking back, like I knew it wasn't for me. But in that moment, it was this feeling like, oh, I'm so stuck where I'm at. And no matter what I do, I cannot get out of my current situation. And I was trying. I was doing everything I could. And no matter what I did, it was just like one roadblock after another, after another, after another. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. Sucked. So nothing. I decided to move back to San Diego. So I decided that, okay, this isn't working for me in Colorado. I don't want to be in Colorado anymore. I'm going to move back to San Diego because I had spent eight years building my corporate career out in San Diego. I had a lot of networks and connections. You know, it was a no brainer for me to go back there and um, get back working in my industry and all of that. But, you know, honestly, what ended up happening, I really was beginning to spin out of control. I really was. I was so unhappy in my career, in my current life. I felt stuck. I felt like I had no options. I didn't know what the fuck to do for myself. And I really began numbing out at that point with alcohol and was even adding hard drugs into the mix. Like, for real. And even more than I already was, right? Because being in that industry, it's part of it. It's lifestyle. But I was taking it next level. And partying till 5 a.m. multiple mornings a week. And not only that, I did. I got back into the booze business when I was in San Diego. I was like fucking sabotaging myself. You know, I felt so hopeless for my future and what that looked like for me. And honestly, at that point, I like kind of didn't care. I think I was just accepting it for what it was because I had already been, you know, trying for a year and a half where nothing was working out for me. And I just kind of gave in to something. I just at that point, I was like, fuck, I can only push past something so many times. Like, I didn't have the, the will and the stamina to keep fighting. And honestly, like, I never really had it before then anyway, right? Because I'd never gone through such a transitionary time where I truly had to stand up for myself and what I really, really, really want out of life. You know, I just had never had to do that yet. Um, so, you know, there I was and just doing my thing. And there was a point where I was working for a company in San Diego and um, they have this hot air balloon and we were... Um, they had this hot air balloon and we in San Diego and we were using it for marketing. Um, when it was up in the air, we had a company that would take it out. And so people would see the branding, but we would also take out, um, bartenders, bar managers, our distributor reps. Like we would go on hot air balloon, hot air balloon rides with our customers. 
And one day I was there with my colleague and we were getting the hot air balloon ready for an event. And he says to me, you know, in this industry, you'll feel rich from all the fun stuff we get to do, but you'll never be rich. You guys, that like dropped a brick in my stomach. Like, it's kind of like when you're applying for an interview for a job that you really want and you're sure that you got it. Like, the interview kicked ass. Like, everything went great. You totally jived energetically with the people you were interviewing with. Like, oh, you're on it, right? And you start to imagine, like, what you're going to do with this increase of income and like what your life's going to look like and everything's all good and then you find out you don't get the job like your you know your stomach just fucking drops because it twists reality as you thought you knew it and it makes you think and rethink everything you're doing and honestly at that moment in time you know i had just kind of given up I honestly didn't care about being rich. It was just the fact that this false idea I was painting for myself of what my reality was really wasn't, you know, and I'd gotten really good at creating this false idea of what my reality was, even though I was so unhappy in it and what I was choosing for myself every day and that moment like when my colleague said that to me seriously like started this spiral for me of going like oh my god none of this is working I've tried so many different things and I realized that I'm giving my power away to other people and other things Like I had just been going along and allowing my life to be this certain thing. And I was just giving my power away to the outside sources. I had no clue what it is that I wanted. But I knew that if I was going to really step into my truth and what I'm here to do in this world, I had to start taking matters into my own hands which meant taking full responsibility for my life, which was fucking terrifying at that point. Terrifying. You know, because if you're working for someone else, you don't really have to take full responsibility for your life. You know, you can like push things off on other people, kind of work harder when you want to, not so hard on projects when you don't want to. Like it sucks, right? But it's the truth. Like, I know you've all been there with me. And taking full responsibility was terrifying. But it hit me. If I really want to live life how I want, I have to leave my career completely and do this for myself. And find out what the fuck it is I want to do with my life. 
I had to physically take myself out of the situations that I had allowed myself to spin out of control in and figure it out. Whew, you know, it was a lot. That was a big realization for me. It was scary. And I was going to do it without having a clue of what that looks like for me. So I did it. I quit my career. I had set it myself with a bartending job. I used my networks and I got a, a bartending job at an awesome place. And I was working as a consultant for a marketing agency and managing their promotional schedule for the state of California. But I got to do that from home. And it wasn't like a full-time gig. It was a contract position. And so this was great. You know, I'm like, oh, fucking awesome. I'm doing my thing. It felt like for the first time I was finally making moves for myself. And by having these two opportunities, I was able to still make money, but also have the time to figure out what I wanted. And I finally had this feeling of like, oh my God, yes, I'm getting my life on track. Oh, this is so good. It was the first time in a year and a half that I felt that I was moving towards my purpose, even though I saw no clue what that was, like none. But it was the first time for in a long time that I actually felt hopeful for my future. And I had this sense of freedom and was so inspired that I could create the life I wanted for myself, whatever that may be. And I would wake up every day feeling great and inspired to start my day and trying new things and being willing to put myself out there, create this life that I want for myself. And then, uh, I'm not even kidding you guys. It was like one month later and I got sick. And this isn't just like, I got sick for like five days. No, I got sick for seriously sick for like six months, like bedridden sick for six months. So I had this like emergency surgery and I could not heal after. And I had a host of symptoms and illnesses and literally ended up bedridden for about six months. It was terrible. And so my bartending job gone, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there. I had autoimmune system symptoms of brain fog and physical fatigue so bad that I would literally lay in bed for weeks at a time because I didn't have the mental or physical ability to do any more than that. And then a few months later, my marketing job gone as well. I was devastated. It was the first time that I had felt any hope in one and a half years. And then suddenly I was in a worse off position than I was before. And when it's your physical health, it makes you question everything. Because you really don't, you really no longer live life as you once knew it. 
And I just remember crying for days, like wondering, what did I do to deserve this? Did I make the wrong move by leaving my career? You know, it's like, why? And also like, why is it that when I try to do something for myself, like shit always happens, you know? This was like the darkest time of my life. You know, I was trying to function and I was trying to be productive, but literally everything fell apart. My relationships crumbled. I had no jobs. And I had run out of savings and had no other options at that point. And I knew. I knew in that moment that I had to go back to my career. It just sucked. So here I was, nine months after I'd quit my career, to find my purpose and the truth of who I am. And I was forced back to go and I was forced to go back into the career that I no longer wanted to be a part of. I was devastated. It was like I just saw all like my dreams and my hopes just getting ripped away from me. But I had no choice. I had no choice. So at also around that same time, I actually started my Kundalini, Kundalini yoga teacher training and was working on like working with energy and manifestation and was doing a lot of physical and spiritual healing, which was helping me at the time to get the energy and the ability to work and what I wanted that to be. Like I knew I had to go back into my career but I wanted, I wanted to be very specific and I didn't want it to be anything I didn't want to do within the industry. So for two months, every day I would write in my journal about what I wanted, how much money I wanted, what I wanted to do in the industry, what I needed. And I should you not, I found that job. Like it was exactly everything I wanted to do within the career since I had to do it. It was all the like marketing and large scale events and all of that. It was the exact amount of money that I wanted. You guys like crazy, crazy. It was amazing. And so I get, I get the position. Like, I don't even think they interviewed anybody else. I'm pretty sure like it was divine intervention because it's what I needed And so I go back into my career and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm here. This, it is what it is. I'm so thankful for everything I have and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it for them. And so we're going about, you know, I'm doing my job. I'm managing all of Southern California, including Los Angeles and San Diego and everything in between. And I was, you know, my manager was in Texas and one morning I'm getting ready. 
at my house for work and I'm about to head to LA when I see a call from my boss. I remember pausing and thinking like, okay, this is weird. He never calls me, but whatever. So I answer, Lauren, are you there? Like, yeah. Hi, Brandon. What's up? Uh, we're having a reduction in force. Your position is being dissolved nationwide. I don't have any more information for you than that. You will receive an email with the departing details. Do you have any questions? (laughs) Okay, you guys. This had been between three to four months on the job. What the fuck? At this point, my stomach had dropped to the floor. And I just started to feel this heaviness way on my chest. I was so heavy. I'd be, I'd be like to not able to breathe. My head was spinning from confusion. I had no idea what was going on. Like I had to stop and like remember what he just said to me so I could like make the connection in my brain. It was kind of like, okay, did you ever used to take a nap as a kid after school and you would wake up at 7 p.m., but you would think that it was 7 a.m. and you had like no clue how you got there. You'd literally be dizzy from confusement and like short of breath and feeling panicked that you missed the bus and somehow the entire evening before and you just like fucked up miserably. Like that's how I felt. Like my body was going through all these like just different sensations of like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? But I get it together and I slowly sit down in my chair. But you know, honestly, like what could I really say at this point anyway? I can't argue them for my position back. They're dissolving it nationwide, gone. They're not even having that position, that department anymore. There was literally nothing I could do to defend myself. So I thank my boss at that moment for the opportunity. And while he offered to support me in whatever way possible, my heart broke in that moment. Like it, my heart just like it literally felt like it was splitting in half. Because I realized in that moment that my career was just a false sense of security that was allowing me to play small in life. And I realized that nobody's going to care about me like I care about me. Nobody's going to have my back like I have my back. And in that moment, as he was offering me help to find another job, to be a referral for me, I made the decision to only support my vision and dreams moving forward. That was it for me. That was such a stab in the gut. Going back to this career Uh, you know, thinking that I was safe and I had it all figured out. And then, no, I didn't. 
my career was a literal false sense of security that was allowing me to play small in life. So I thanked him. I said, you know what? No, thank you. Um, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. You know, we did the thing. I was cordial. We were cool. He told me, he was like, you were the best. Well, I'm not going to say this, but anyway, but naturally, what do we do? Right? What did I do? As we all do, as fear starts to consume us and we begin to step into the unknown, right? Because I just made this decision for myself to only support my vision and my dreams moving forward. But as fear starts to kick in and consume us and we begin to step into the unknown, I did the thing that was safe. I decided that because I'd spent 10 years marketing corporate brands, that it was a logical and smart thing to do to learn digital marketing skills and start a business that way. So I signed up for my first coach and course and took the leap into learning this new skill set and what it means to be an entrepreneur and went full speed ahead toward my dreams. And at the same time, I was building this little side kundalini business and signing on private clients for what I had at the time was a seven-week transformational program and things were starting to move forward. And I really started to have this battle back and forth of what this reality looks like for me, you know? And the more you push yourself forward, the more scared we become and shrink back. It's like this constant battle, you know, like you go forward, you shrink back, you go forward, you shrink back. And I think that does change. I've, I'm experiencing the shift now, but at that time, as I'm just getting like my bearings underneath me and what that looks like, it was, um, it was a ride between what was safe for me and what my soul desired and what was safe for me and what my soul desired. So what do I do? (laughs) I decide to focus strictly on digital marketing and that I'm going to help yoga teachers and spiritual wellness professionals and yoga studios build their online businesses so they, so they can be successful. I hope you all see the irony in this here, okay? (laughs) Because I was ignoring my truth and I wanted to do for others what I wasn't willing to do myself, which was step up in my truth and find my purpose in this life and do the things that light me up and help heal others and bring them to their truth, right? I was so close. I'm like, oh, just far enough, just enough in my safety zone. I'm going to keep it there. I'm going to keep it there. That's good enough for me. Right. But it wasn't, it never is. It never is because when you completely ignore, ignore your truth, your soul is always going to come back calling through always. You can only ignore it for so long, only ignore it for so long. And I remember 
it was the summer of 2018, last summer, and I had a breakdown. Again, everything that I was doing wasn't working. It seemed like no matter what I did, it wasn't the thing, and it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. It wasn't my sole purpose. It wasn't my calling, you know? And in that moment, I committed 100% to my truth and growth. And what I wanted to be doing and what I needed to thrive. Not what I should be doing. Not what's logical. No. Leaning inward and finding out who the fuck I am and what my sole purpose is on this planet. And I remember after that breakdown, I was sitting on my patio and I was crying. And every day for weeks after that, I would get up in the morning and I would go journal immediately outside. And I would just let my soul flood through me so I could get all the shit out that I've been suppressing for so many years and just let it come through me so then I could start to, you know, move things around and picture it and put it all together and so that all the multifaceted beautiful things about me were coming through in my truth and what I do in the world. Oh. Ooh, yeah, so I got super real on what I wanted out of my life and what that looks like for me. And what I've realized is that finding your purpose and stepping into your truth is a continual realignment towards the things you want. And while I may never achieve that one true purpose. I'm putting quotes around that. I actually don't believe in one true purpose because life literally can change in one second and everything you knew it to be can be a completely different path. And so having the tools to lean in, know what it is you want out of life, know what makes you thrive, know how you operate, all these different facets about who you are. When you have that information and you have the tools to do that, it doesn't matter what life throws at you because you know how to be in tune with yourself, how to find your truth and how to move forward in the path that's best for you, right? And that's what we all want. Being able to find that truth, to navigate through life in alignment with who we are, with whatever's going on around us in the outside world. And I know that I'm creating that for myself and the life that I want. And that I'm happy creating in the realm of my soul and bringing my truth to the world. And it's a sense of happy that I never knew existed because I never allowed myself to be the truth of who I am and express that. And I know that the sky is the limit for me and I can have anything I decide I want in this world. And it's that it's a matter of learning how to align to your truth, what you want every single day, choosing to tap into it and listen, and then taking all the inspired action from there. 
you know, all, I know I don't have all the answers and I know I never will because life is a journey and everything happens when it's supposed to and they'll continue to happen until you learn your lessons but I'm happy I'm on the right path and I know I'm on the right path and I love being able to share this with you guys and have this podcast and express my truth and that is what I'm supposed to be doing in the world you know, and I would have never been here today where I'm at if I didn't have this huge journey behind me that led me through the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs and following my dreams and being broken and having to go back to my career multiple times. And, you know, it's all part of the journey and the process. And if you are on it right now, keep moving forward. Keep leaning into your soul. Keep aligning to your truth. You will find it. You will get there. And I'm here for you. And that is the story of how I got where I am today with the business I have today the truth that I speak and that I step up to every day. That is also a conscious choice. Oh, man. That was a big one. That was a lot. This is my longest episode yet, right? Definitely. Oh, we hit the hour mark. My first hour podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to my story. I hoped that it helped with any of you all on this journey. I know what it takes to find your soul purpose and go through the process of what that means for you. I am here for you if you are on it and going through it right now. Please reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk soon.